Nicole had her baby, yes, which was fabulous. She's going to be such a good mama. The scarf's on fire. <laughs> Sucky moment of the week. <laughs> well, I'm not spending any money this month. Weren't, weren't, weren't. <laughs> Woo, okay, this was all worth it. <laughs> Welcome to Spark. I'm Angela Wagner. And I'm Sarah Nari. And together we're here as your hosts for a mix of happy hour style venting and results-based coaching. Spark is a judgment-free space where we'll chat about both the brilliant bits of life as well as the bits that are a little more sucky. With lightness, laughter, and the belief that there's no such thing as oversharing, we'll guide you in finding clear paths out of murky messes and toward discovering inspiration in everyday moments. This week, we will discuss how a spending fast can help you reach your goals and boost your daily creativity. Also, Sarah will tell us all about her wild plan to go from Mexico to Canada next summer on foot. All right. Welcome, Sarah. Welcome back, I should say. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah. This is what, like your third podcast? Yeah, I feel like I'm a regular now. I know. So for those of you that are new listeners, Sarah is the woman behind the writing at Angela Wagner Coaching. So anytime you go on and you read the show notes and most of the blog posts are Sarah and she's awesome. So how have you been, my dear? I've been great. I'm currently on my second day of giving up coffee after listening to last week's episode. So (laughs) that's an interesting development. Wait, what was last week's episode? Uh, You were talking to Megan and she was talking about the effects of caffeine and just doing a reset and it inspired me to switch to green tea for a week. Ooh, that's funny because we were just having coffee on Sunday and you were saying how you drank a ton of coffee. (laughs) I know. And that's, I was like, okay, I really do drink too much coffee. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm sitting here with my matcha latte and a very slight headache, but I'm going to push through it. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I love that when she said that, I I do the same thing. And I think it's really important. It just resets our body because it's not bad to have coffee, you know, just to have it. But when it gets to that point of addiction. Yeah, I don't like having a a substance control my my mood. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I understand that. Well, so for those of you that are not at Yoga Sport Dallas, you do not know this news yet, but Nicole had her baby. Yes. I know. And so I don't know exactly when this episode will air, but she was born three and a half weeks early. So she shouldn't have even like she's due September 16th and we're recording this on August 30th. So we thought we had a lot of time. Nicole thought she had a lot of time. So it's kind of crazy. But her name is Fiona Soleil Esquino. And she's born on Monday, August 21st. And it was the eclipse day. And that's the day before my birthday. So that was kind of exciting. She's six pounds, 15 ounces, 19 inches long. She was born at 1246 p.m., which I think was like right around when the solar eclipse was happening in Texas. Yeah. We have a couple of photos we've posted, I think, on the Coach Wags social. We'll keep posting more as she sends them. And then we'll put some on the blog. Oh, Fiona's such a sweet little bug. She's so cute. 
Yeah, and that's like the most beautiful name I've ever heard in my life. I know. It is gorgeous. And they weren't planning on the Soleil. They did that because she was born on, you know, the eclipse day, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, I love that. Sounds like a princess's name. I know. I know. <laughs> she calls her Princess Fiona, which I think is perfect. Of course. <laughs> That's hysterical. I know. So I've only talked to her on the phone and text because the baby is, even though it's interesting because usually, I mean, six pounds, 15 ounces is a normal size, like full term baby. Like Zoe was, I think, six, two. And, but because she was almost a month early, I guess they still have to take precautions and all that stuff. So she can't have visitors for a couple of weeks, but. She's doing well. So yeah, so Nicole didn't have like the month. I mean, she's really kind of lucky in a way because honestly, the last month is hell. Like you are so uncomfortable. You're you cannot sleep and you start to totally mentally freak out. And so she like missed all that. (laughs) It it was like, all right, don't worry about it. I'm just gonna take care of this for you. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, be born. So yeah. <laughs> so congratulations, Nicole. It's so yes. exciting. She's going to be such a good mama. Oh, absolutely. Already is. Yeah, for sure. So she'll be back. But we have some really fun guests that I keep interviewing and I've got more on the book. So it's been super fun to kind of get out there and I don't know, all kinds of new things for the podcast. So yes. Yay. All right. So we're going to move on to Sucky Moment of the Week. Here's our sucky scale, one being kind of sucky, five being super sucky, one, two, three, seriously, four, five. I vote this, or can you vote a sucky scale? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> okay, I'm, vo- <laughs> I'm voting a four. <laughs> okay, it turns out that everyone voted a four. <laughs> everyone voted, yay, it's a four. <laughs> it's a four. <laughs> okay, so as you guys know, I turned 40, and my husband and my parents threw me this huge party, which was fabulous, and... I had friends come in from out of town and my best friend from New York came in. She has a one-year-old and her and her husband and the baby stayed with us, and which was crazy. Like, as you guys know, we don't travel with our kids. So like they come for a weekend and they bring Amelia. I'm like, you guys are <laughs> awesome. But Amelia is literally like the perfect child. She like, she, she don't even know she's in the room. She's just like so chill. And then she just like does the cutest little things. She's, I don't even know. I'm like, wow, she's Jeez. an awesome baby. So anyway. That has nothing to do with the psyche moment. So <laughs> we were driving to Dry Bar, my friends. And so my friends, when they come into town, Allison from D.C., who has been on the podcast, and Robin from Austin, and Jenny from New York, they're like my best friends. And we we have a tradition. We go to the Dry Bar before all events, get our hair done, and we go do our thing. So we made appointments. We're heading there. And I'm like, I'm just going to go on the tollway. This is going to be great. I'm not going to go Preston. We're going to get there really fast. Famous well, last words. Yeah. On a Saturday afternoon, you think, hey, that's safe. Yeah, no. So apparently they're like doing all this construction on the tollway north, which I never go. So anyway, long story. But we were in the car. We actually missed the first appointment. And we're trying to call, you know, so we're trying to call. And then they they like patch you through to an 1-800 number, which, you know, is some call center that's probably like not even dry bar people, right? And I'm like, can I just have the local number? And they're like, we'll let them know. I'm like, no, just give me a person. (laughs) 
<laughs> Worst. Give me a person with a, a hair dryer, please. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And then when we got there, we had four appointments and we had one at like, say, 3.30 and the rest were at four. So we're like, okay, at least we just missed one and maybe they can squeeze us in. And they were like, sorry, we can't squeeze you in. And then I look at my email and like they had canceled another one. They were like, Thanks for canceling this at like 11 a.m. I'm like, why did you cancel? My- what? So then we now we only have two. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, yeah, yeah. And we're super stressed. We're going to be late to the party, all this stuff. So it was just like one of those things where we were like trying to relax and have fun. But we were like, what are we going to do? And then no one had their hair done. And we didn't have our dresses and our makeup. And everyone was like waiting at the party. It was supposed to be a surprise party, but it obviously wasn't a surprise. So... <laughs> It was really stressful. And then my husband was like texting me like, where are you? Where are you? So they fit us all in. It all worked out, but it was very stressful. So my inspired action, well, there's actually two. So one is to just enjoy the moment. So we have a funny selfie we took in the car because, you know, they all listen to the podcast. So they're all like, sucky moment of the week. It's so awesome now, like when my friends that listen to the podcast are with me because they know like immediately when something happens, they're like, this is it. <laughs> oh, that is hysterical. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. And this like moment's kind of making light of these things. But also I was like, I'm with my best friends in the world and like, yeah, we're in a car and this kind of blows, but at least I'm with them. And so we took a photo and, you know. Yeah. It really wasn't that bad. It sounds like such a princess, like, sucky moment. Like, oh, yeah. Can I get my hair blown out? <laughs> oh, God. Whatever. It was your birthday. <laughs> I know. And that's the thing. And all these people were coming. It's so in. funny. But yeah. So, yeah. And then I had another thing written down, which this was actually just really funny. So I just want to share it. But I got there and Luke and Zoe were all excited and running around. And I had this like pashmina scarf that has like these little rhinestones that I love. It's from my wedding. And so I wear it every time I'm dressed up fancy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And my mom had votives all over the tables. And um, I don't know if it's Luke or I, but one of us moved the scarf. And next thing I know, Eric's like, the scarf's on fire. <laughs> 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 like legit on fire. So we're putting up – so Luke thought it was hilarious. So I have some really funny photos of that that we can post that too. But that really was – it was one of those things where I was like, oh, that kind of sucks because that's like my wedding scarf. But yeah. it's just – I feel thing. like all of this is out of a movie called like 40th birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Julia Roberts is playing me. Yes, mm. for sure. <laughs> yeah, totally. Some cheesy like rom-com movie. Yeah, you and all your friends and the scarf burns. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy comes in and something crazy happens. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But it really wasn't Perfect. that dramatic. Like it was – I mean that was dramatic. And what's funny is like – or I don't know if it's funny, but the scarves literally smelled like barbecue like till I threw it away at the end of the night. I was like, how does this still smell? I mean, fire's no joke. No, it's not. So anyway, so that was my little story. So we'll post a, we'll post a little photo montage of the birthday because it was super fun. Sarah was there. She made it her – her debut. Yeah. <laughs> or your cameo. Your cameo, we'll call it. I was horribly underdressed too because I just like didn't know how fancy it was. <laughs> and I'm wearing like a summer dress and some chacos and I walk in and you're in this like super elegant, beautiful black dress. And I was like, oh, okay, well, at least I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went a little overboard on my dress. So I said like I want – 
I went shopping and I was like, all I want is a dress that says I'm 40 and fabulous, that, whatever that is, you know? Huh. And so I didn't have any kind of like thoughts. And my mom was with me. We tried on all these dresses and I'm like, oh, this is good. And then I tried that one on and literally we both just went, oh, and I was like, this is it. And I'm like, it's a little like, it's a little much, like it's a little fancy, but who cares? <laughs> it was perfect. Like we'll have to put a picture of that too because it was amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was, I was super excited. So Anyway, okay, well, we're not going to do a question this week because we have some other things planned, but you guys know, send us questions to podcast at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com, anything about habit change, time management, exercise, organizing, simply being more inspired, really anything goes. So write to us because we love getting questions. It's been close to five years since I went through Angela's Spark program. At the time, I knew I wanted a shift in my life, but I didn't have a vision for what that meant or how to go about creating change. So Spark program was pivotal in in defining what I didn't want in order to make space for what I did. Now that I'm five years out, things came in the right time and step by step there were probably milestones that I was aware of um, and there's probably a lot of milestones that I wasn't but one of the early stage milestones definitely was Angela's Spark program. It was foundational to where I am today. So Sarah's going to share two really cool things that she's doing. And they're like the first one is really in preparation for the second one. So why don't you give them a little info about why you're doing the spending fast and then we can talk about the spending fast. Oh, okay. Well, so why I'm doing the spending fast is to prepare for my trip that I'm going on next year, starting in April. I'm doing a through hike of the Pacific Crest Trail. And that is a 2,650-mile trail that goes from the Mexican border all the way up to the Canadian border through California, Oregon, and Washington. And I've been planning this for two years. And, you know, when you're, like, planning to do something and it's kind of in the back of your head and you're like, oh, it's still a year away. It's still this long away. But now it's only like seven months away and it's really crunch time. (laughs) And I'm going to be quitting my job and my life for six months to walk this trail. So I need to save up a lot of money. (laughs) And that's where my head is right now. So is it an actual trail? Tell me more about how this actually happens. It is. It's an actual trail. The, The entire way is connected by a trail and it goes along the crest of a bunch of mountain ranges. So yeah, it's connected the entire way through. And basically you have all your stuff. I'm backpacking. So I'll have my pack and my tent and carry all my water and my food. And as you run out of that stuff, there are towns along the way that you hitchhike into to resupply on your food, a little bit of supplies, and then you get back on the trail, keep walking. So it's connected by little towns along the way, but yeah, you stay along the trail the whole time in the woods, in the wilderness. And I'm going to be doing it on my own. But a lot of people do this hike. So 
I'm definitely going to meet people along the way that I'll be hiking with and have, you know, support, not just be totally alone in the wilderness. <laughs> and you have to hitchhike to get uh-huh. food. Okay. Cause you're like this tiny little girl. This is <laughs> not, I'm like the mama bears coming out and I know. Like, I don't like this at all. <laughs> I know. I know. Trust me. Like there are a ton of things that scare me about it, but there's so much information about it. Like it's just a thing that's been done by so many people at this point that like, it's an established thing. So the people that live in these tiny towns off the trail are really helpful to the people who do this hike because it's just a part of their community and their culture. So like, it's really safe. Like, it's not like if I was hitchhiking on I-30, you know, like, yeah, these are people who are really wanting to help hikers. And like, funny, actually, Cameron and I went on a backpacking trip in Colorado in August. And we ended up at a sort of a different spot on the trail that we thought we were going to end up on. So we had to hitchhike back into Durango, Colorado. And it was one of those things where we were both a little bit sketched out about it. But everyone we talked to in the town was just like, yeah, hitchhike. It's no big deal. Everyone does it here. You know, it's just like that mindset of the outdoorsy towns. Oh my gosh. Okay. How does, I know. Your, how does your mother feel about this? Do I need oh, to Oh, my, my parents are very concerned. Okay. <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they are. They've got a lot of things that they like to talk to me about. <laughs> but they know you're doing it, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. And I'm trying to give them as much information as I can so that they feel as comfortable as they can with it. And I mean, it's one of those things where like there are a ton of inherent risks with it. And like, all I can do is mitigate those risks as much as I can. So like, we're talking about it, and they're going to help me out. You know, they're probably going to buy me like a little GPS satellite situation so they can find out where I am along the way and know that I'm camped safe at night. Yeah, Uh, yeah. And I'll be checking in with them regularly. So what so you can't have yourself like you can't charge your cell phone, right? I mean, I can I mean, there I'll take a battery along with me. And I'll probably have some sort of like solar little device that I'll put on the top of my tent or on my pack, so that I can charge my phone and have that when I'm like in range. Uh, I probably won't be using my phone. I'll probably have a little satellite device that I can just press a button if I were to need help, or just to like, notify people that I got to my campsite or, you know, mm-hmm, little mm-hmm. things like that. Okay. So the big question is, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the big question? <laughs> that is my, well, cause you know, I'm not a camper. So this sounds like hell on earth for me, but Nicole, I'm sure is like, this sounds amazing, you know? Yeah. And, and it does, it is so amazing in my mind. And I think the biggest reason for me is just giving myself such a massive challenge that I never would have thought that I could overcome. And even just the preparation for it at this point has been a really cool challenge for me. Just planning out all the little details of it and getting all my gear. And I've done a couple of, you know, things in preparation, like that big Colorado backpacking trip and going camping by myself that were big milestones for me. So it's really just giving myself that huge challenge. Mm -hmm. 
But then at the same time, I love being outside and I love camping and I love hiking and seeing all the views, I think is a huge draw for me because at the end of the day, it's going to suck a lot of the time. (laughs) Like I'm going to be sweating and dehydrated and covered in mosquitoes and my feet are going to hurt so bad. (laughs) I'm opening myself up to the risk of a lot of injuries and it's going to be really, really difficult, but I just know that like I'm going to come over the top of this mountain and see everything and just think, "Ooh, okay, this was all worth it. <laughs> okay. Now what about showering? Is that not happening <laughs> yeah, for no. six months? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, God. No. <laughs> okay. None of that nonsense. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm getting like... Oh, I'm feeling anxious over You're like here. getting anxi- anxiety for me. <laughs> I am. I don't, I don't want to know all this stuff because I'm just going to be like so oh, – well, I'm going to be so, so worried the whole time you're there. Oh, man. Don't be. It's going to be awesome. But I mean, it, I really will be very dirty. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you'll, can you go swim and <laughs> – Yeah. There will be bodies of water at some point. But like the first several hundred miles are in the desert in California. It's one of the most dangerous parts actually because there's so little water. So I will be very dirty during that part. (laughs) You have to wait until you get into a town to take a shower and then you go back on the trail and immediately get dirty again. Well, you have to bring some rehydrate packets and stuff. Yes, no doubt. I'll have I'll have like two liters of water on one side of my pack and two liters of electrolytes on the other side of my okay, pack. Good. Yeah, you have to. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be sending you with a bunch. I'll be like, here. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well, I'm now feel worse about this situation. No. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'm doing all my research and preparation. Oh my gosh. Well, you're one of my girls. I can't, I don't know. Okay. Well, we still have some time, but Okay, let's move on to the things I'm more comfortable with, like saving money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, all right. So you're spending fast, which I think you actually – we had talked about this. I think Nicole and I had talked about it in an earlier episode. I can't remember. It was way back. Yeah. Actually, I think I mentioned it briefly. This was before I had really jumped fully on the train, but I've known about this exercise for a while. Yeah, because I think you referred us to this book, and I mm-hmm. actually read it at the time. I can't remember what it's called. Do you remember? Yeah. It's The, the Spender's Guide to Debt-Free Living. Oh, yeah. Actually, maybe it was you that mentioned it on the podcast. Anyway, we'll put it in the show notes again. For sure. But I liked it. I thought it was a great book. Okay. So why don't you give us a little bit of information on what it is and how it's working? Yeah. Okay. So the spending fast is a pretty extreme method to get out of debt and or just save up money. And it's sort of an alternative method to traditional budgeting. So the way that you start it out and what I've been doing for the past couple of months is sticking to needs only spending. And that's the main thing that you do. And so you create a needs and wants list and you have to be very strict with yourself to be honest about what your needs and wants are. So with traditional budgeting, you can like give yourself a budget for clothing and eating out and X, Y, Z. But with the needs and wants list, you have to be very honest with yourself and say, okay, do I actually to live need any new clothes? Okay, no. So you put it on the wants list. Do I need groceries? Yes, obviously. Do I need to pay rent? Yes. So everything that you need goes on the needs list. For me, it's rent, water, electricity, groceries, 
concerts. We've talked about this <laughs> within reason. But you, I mean, you give yourself things that really, really make you thrive. So for example, my membership at the rock climbing gym is also on my needs list because I don't want to make myself miserable. But clothing, eating out, drinking out, those are all on the wants list. So for three months, and I'm probably going to extend it beyond that so I can save more money, I stick only to the needs list. And that way you don't have to think about a category, how much you're spending on groceries, how much you're spending on whatever, because if you really, really stick to the needs list, then you will inherently be spending money because you're not spending on any unnecessary things. Yeah. And the thing I like about this, because John and I have done like kind of a different version, like really, really small version, but like we would go like a month without buying any drinks when we'd go out. Like every time we'd go get lunch, it's like, don't get a tea or a Coke or whatever. And just because yeah. we were like, wow, we could save so much money. So we would do things like that. But it's kind of for me, I like this better than a budget. I'm not a good like spreadsheet budget kind of person. I like just hard and fast rules. So I just if I don't have to make the decision, it's like, oh, well, that's on my no list, then I don't have to think about it. So it works for some people. Other people, it's like way too restrictive. But yeah, Yeah, it actually I found that it has given me more freedom than when I've tried to stick to a budget, because it gives you a little bit of wiggle room for when those things pop up. Like, say, for example, you give yourself a $15 budget for like, I don't know, medical things. Like if you have to go to CVS and buy something, you know what I mean? And then something happens and you have to spend $20. Well, medical needs are going to be on your needs list. So if you have to spend $20 that month, then that's just how much you had to spend. And you don't have to feel bad about going quote unquote over budget for that category because you're not spending money on anything else that's unnecessary. It should balance itself out. And for me, like you really do have to be strict about it. And it has balanced out. I've saved a ton of money by doing this so far. So what do you think are the main sources of saving? Food is massive. Not going out? Not eating out or doing takeout is like the biggest for sure. And I guess it depends on what you do on the weekends. But going out on the weekends, if you go out and drink, I mean, that's a huge one too. So We go to concerts, but we go to concerts that are like $15 tickets. So if you compare that to a weekend of going out to a bar and spending possibly like $50 on drinks, that's a big difference. So definitely going out has been a big one. And just the little things that you don't think about. For example, if I'm on a trip and I want to buy a souvenir, Okay, souvenirs are on the wants list. I do not need a souvenir. So that adds up if you're buying a little sticker or a little keychain or whatever, every place you go. I mean, that really adds up. Mm-hmm. So oh, that yeah. was kind of a big one too, weirdly. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Well, and that kind of stuff a lot of times tends to be when you buy it everywhere, it tends to become clutter, you know? Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, like I used to collect shot glasses and keychains and I had the most ridiculous keychain collection ever. And then shot glasses, like I literally had like 30 shot glasses. Like everywhere I went, I'd buy a shot glass. And then I'm like, you know, then it became like an adult out of college. And I'm like, what? Is wrong? <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Now I just look yeah. like an alcoholic. I mean, 
Yeah. So it's kind of interesting when you do that. So this is just my example of how you, you do have to be quite honest with yourself because if you are not, you can get a little loosey goosey with the spending fast. So my only food expenditures now have to be groceries. I have to buy all my groceries and make my food myself. I can't eat out. So I can do a little bit of cheating if I go to Whole Foods and go to the like prepared food bar and make myself (laughs) a dinner, you know, because it goes on my debit card as Whole Foods. So it's groceries, right? It's the grocery store. But no, and then Mm -hmm. you can pick up something else at Whole Foods too, like get yourself a new bottle of essential oil or whatever. So you have to really be honest with yourself and like only buy groceries. And then beyond that, it's spending as little as you possibly can on things like groceries and the needs that you have. So I've also gone out of my way to make sure that I'm spending less on my groceries, trying to spend less in the areas that I do actually have to spend money every month so that it's, you know, you're saving the maximum amount of money. Well, I would say just avoid Whole Foods in general if you want to do that. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a whole other conversation. (laughs) I'm like, oh, that should be on your want list. Oh my God, Whole Foods is so ridiculous. Have you been to Sprouts? I have, yeah. And actually, they've got a really good bulk situation. So I need to go back there. My mom gets all her bulk from there and their sales on produce are fantastic. The produce, you kind of have to eat it right away because it doesn't last quite as long as like Whole Foods or Central Market, but you can save a lot of money on produce if you if yeah. you shop the sales there. But but it's really forced me to be creative and that's been my favorite part of the spending fast is how I want to keep up my social life, right? And like still hang out with my friends and do fun things. So it's forced me to be really creative and step out of my comfort zone a little bit every day just to feel like I'm still living a normal life, even though I'm not spending money on the same things that maybe other people would or that I normally would to spend time with people. So like you said, we all as a group for yoga sport went out to brunch the other day and I could have said, oh, no, I can't go. I'm not spending money on food. But I went and sat down and just had a cup of coffee and you were nice enough to spend whatever a dollar on me. (laughs) But, you know, I still had fun. And then another thing you can do is I just prepare a few meals ahead of time that I can take with me to work. And then at the end of the day, if you know, Cameron says, Hey, come over, we're going to have people over and hang out. I can just bring my dinner that I've already made. And nobody thinks that's weird. It's like, okay, I have food, everyone else is going to go get their takeout and I can go with them. And I'll eat my deal and everyone else spends their money, but I'm still with the group. I'm still having fun and being social and not just moping about not spending money. Oh, I think that's huge. I mean, and and really, like, whether you're doing a spending fest or not, like, that could also go to someone that's trying to, like, eat healthier than maybe, like, you know, your friends pick, like, Mexican, and you're like, well, I really am trying to, you know, be healthy or whatever. So there's so many times you can do this, like, and you can even just eat before you go out. I've had... yeah. I've done that. I've had friends do that when they're trying to save money or trying to eat just a different kind of food where you'll eat your full meal before you go and then you go and you have like a nice tea or something and you nobody cares, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And people fit. we have it in our head that people are watching us, but that's just because we are the ones living inside our own bodies. <laughs> yeah. You know, like nobody's really ever noticing us as much as we think they are. It's just nobody cares as long as you're just there and hanging out. 
people well, just want to be together. All you say is I already ate and they're like, oh, okay. I mean, like, yeah, you don't even have to get into this whole like, well, I'm doing and you could, but if you don't want to get into it, you don't have to, you know, because then, you know, people are like, oh, if they feel bad for you and all that weird stuff. <laughs> Yeah, but even with that, it's all about your attitude. Like if you go into it saying, well, I'm not spending any money this month, (laughs) then yeah, it's going to be awkward because people are going to be like, okay, well then why are you here? But if you're saying, yeah, actually, I'm doing this really cool thing where I'm trying to save money. It's a really cool challenge. I'm seeing how little I can spend. Super fun. You guys do you. I'm doing me. Cool. (laughs) Everyone's into it. So are you tracking how much you're saving? Yes. I have to pay down a couple of little credit card situations before I start really save, building up my savings. So right now I'm knocking out my, my debt list. So I'm keeping track of that. And once that is all down to zero, then I'll be, well, paying myself basically into my savings as much as I can per month. So I keep track of all of my needs spending. I give myself kind of a approximately what I'm going to spend on things like groceries. And then I already know how much I need to spend on like rent and water and stuff. So whatever's left after that, I put into my debt. And after my debt's gone, that's what I'll put into my savings. So it's literally every penny that I have left. And that's why this is such an effective method because you're keeping track of every penny that you spend every day and you have a really good idea of what you have in your bank account so that after you've spent on your needs for the month, you know exactly how much you have left over to put towards debt or savings. Mm, So crazy. Yeah. I remember when I read the book, she did it for a year and I was like, Mm -hmm. whoa. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. But she had like thousands of dollars of debt. And so yeah. it was like she had to. Yeah. But it is a really effective method if you really stick to it. And it's also just a good exercise because a lot of people aren't aware of how much they spend because we've let everything become so digitalized. I remember before I started this, I was hardly ever looking at what was in my bank account. And now I physically write down every purchase I make. If you ask me how much money is in my bank account, I could immediately tell you at any moment of the day, you know, without looking on my phone. And that's really good just to be aware because a lot of us just sort of put auto payments on and don't really think about it. But it's just a good thing to know. And that way, if your bank makes a mistake or something like you can catch it and just little things like that. It's just good to have control of your finances. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, I've been I've had the yoga studio for so many years. And over the years, I've heard so many people say that they can't afford it. And, you know, yoga is not cheap. So I get it. But then I'll see them walking through the door with like highlights and fake nails. And they'll talk about going to sushi and all this stuff. And I'm like, it's so interesting to me, because I think it helps you really clarify, like, what is a need and what is a want? And like, when you're looking at something like yoga, or like you said, your climbing gym, or, you know, your food at Whole Foods, like organic, healthy, fresh foods, like those are the things that we really need to be putting on our our needs list, right? So it's like, Mm -hmm. do you really need like your, you know, fake nails over your health, you know, so it's it's kind of interesting to see because then things that might seem or a lot of times I will actually treat myself to a sushi lunch because I'm like that it's so fresh and healthy. And I just want that. And I don't want like, I don't want sloppy tacos today, you know, and I'm like, it's gonna cost a little bit more, but I feel good. And I know that I'm nourishing my body. So 
I don't yeah. know. I think that, I think there's that too, where you kind of get perspective, especially when you put that. Some of the things that maybe you thought you couldn't afford, you really can now. And and when it's self care and like for you, like feeding your soul through music, going to concerts, mm-hmm. like those are things that are important to you. So you can get really clear on what's important to you and then spend money on that. That's why we were like, oh my gosh, we spent X amount of dollars on like iced tea and like I have the craziest tea collection ever. And my mom's mm-hmm. like, why aren't you making iced tea at home? I'm like, I don't know. You know? Yeah, exactly. There's no reason. And it's a convenience thing. Like we pay for convenience. Yeah. Well, and I'm like, I'm paying for convenience, but this tea tastes like crap. And I have like the best tea at home. Like, so a lot of it's just reprogramming, you know? No doubt. It's just a really good exercise in awareness. And I was really unaware of it before. Yes. Oh, that's so great. And even if people don't want to actually do the spending fast, it'd be a It's a great exercise to just list your needs and wants and kind of get clear on that. And that might even just affect the way you spend money without doing a full on fast. You know, it's kind of cool. Definitely. And there's actually in the book, there's a another way that you can do it called the spending diet that she talks about. (laughs) I love it. For people that don't want to go full on. And this is a really good one for people who think, okay, I couldn't totally jump into it. It's you list your needs and wants and you spend only on your needs, but you give yourself an extra budget. So it could be you spend only on your needs, but you give yourself $100 of whatever money per month. Mm -hmm. Just to play with for when you do think, okay, I want to have my special sushi lunch today. That way you have a little bit of a cushion, but you don't have to feel, you still feel like you're in control because you know exactly how much you're spending on that extra. Yeah. So that could be a good kind of middle ground. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have a try this. What's your try this? The try this is create your wants and needs list. So be real with yourself. Go through maybe a month of your bank statements and see what you're spending on and write down all of your needs that you have got to spend on per month and then everything else that you typically spend on that you really don't need to spend on. And then you're going to keep a copy of it with you everywhere you go. Keep it on your phone. Keep a little list in your purse, whatever. And every time you're about to buy something, just pull it out, look at it, and really be honest about if what you're about to spend money on is a need or a want. And just try to stick to it for a week. Yeah, I think that's awesome. One of the things I remember for her was that she was spending money on putting on gallery shows and printing out her photos and stuff. So that was in her needs, but she had to really decrease how much money she was spending on that stuff. Uh, and then maybe like, I think she had hair dye as one of her things. Oh yeah, she, that's right. The yeah. hair dye, that was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Like she really just, that was just a part of her. She needed to keep dyeing her hair. And like, but like I said, with the concerts, that's just what I do. Like I go see live music. So if there are things like that for everybody where it's like, okay, maybe not everyone would say it's a must have for survival, but it is a personal need for you that if you cut it out, then you just, you really would be feeling sad. <laughs> yeah. Because the idea is not to be miserable while you save money. It's just to be a little more disciplined. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, these are all really great tips. Well, you're going to come back in a couple weeks and um, talk about something else that 
we'll just tease it. She's creating this awesome new blog. And so we'll talk more about that next time you come. And then we'll check in on your spending fest and how it's going. Yeah, definitely. I love it. Okay. So you have a shout out? I do. All right. Well, it's been a long time coming. Shout out to Cameron, the man behind the curtain. Uh, (laughs) He is the best. He's my boyfriend for those of you who don't know. And we went on this backpacking trip in Colorado, like I said, for 10 days. And it's one of those relationship testing things where you aren't totally sure you know, if you're going to really be cool the whole time when each other's survival is in your hands. But he was the most fun, practical, up for anything adventure buddy I could ever have asked for and just made our trip so fun. But, you know, we were both encouraging each other and he was super supportive. And when I would be down or stressed, he would really help me stay motivated when the trip got hard. But you know, we just had a ton of fun and it was just awesome being out in the wild with him. So thank you, Cameron. You're the best. And he's going to come visit me when I'm on the PCT. So that's going to be awesome. Oh, all right. Well, we need people out there to make sure you're okay. So I'm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh my God, it's Jane. (laughs) Okay. So tell us why Love and Lemons. Love and lemons. It'll be perfect because we're writing this blog together. (laughs) (laughs) I was making this spicy poblano sauce and it splashed up and landed right in my eye. And I was like, it hurts. Ow. (laughs) And you're only going to rate that a one? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for being with us. It was so fun to have you on the mic side of things. (laughs) Yes, I love it. Yes. And thank you guys for listening to this episode of Spark. If you have a few extra minutes, please do an act of kindness and leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. And please share this show and the podcast with your friends. You can find Sarah's awesome show notes and blog posts at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Coach A Wags. Remember this week to take the time to give thanks. Raise a glass and discover what it is that sparks you.